What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Savage Talk with your host, Savage Soliloquy. I am here, injured, but I'm still here. <laughs> today, 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 we have a deep, a deep, 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 deep convo at hand. Um, the subject is the black image, you know, uh, I was thinking about this because I'm actually um, actually brought up one of my old one of my old writings. Uh, this is an old essay I did in college, and I was reworking it into a book, um, into a new book. And it's about about the image. It's, it's more about the image of black people on film and television, but it 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 covers a lot. It covers a lot. Um, the image of black people. You know what I'm saying? I, I say black people because you know we have all types of terms. Some people prefer Nubian, uh, black. Uh, I mean, some Negro. I don't you know. There's a lot of names. I, I you know, I, I go by the Nubian. You know what I'm saying? Tag. You know, I don't have a problem with black. You know, uh, you know the Egyptians and the people of Kush and Kemet. They they use the term black, but it, it wasn't. It was, of course, it wasn't English, <laughs> but um, uh, the 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 image of our people um, honoring black, just the color black is, is an ancient idea. Um, the, actually the, the, the image that represented um, Kush, you know, uh, I mean, Kemet, ancient Egypt was a piece of, piece of burnt wood, you know, it was just meant the land of the blacks, you know, land of black. You know, a lot of people got a little different um, interpretations of that. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it's because the, you know, the people was representing like we black. And some people say it because some of the sand was black and some of the like the capital city and other people like all types of different explanations. But we know as long as we can remember, we've been calling ourselves black, you know. Um. The white people also been calling us black for a very long time. They used to have, have words like the people with face of charcoal and face of coal and all that, <laughs> you know, but it was always this imagery of blackness with, you know, the, the native people. And, you know, everybody's skin wasn't all the way black, you know. I mean, like, like real, real dark, you know, ain't nobody's skin black, but you know, we got people who got the dark, dark tones and, you know, maybe them was the first people, you know, of, of all people, because, um, you know, like, it seems like you can't get darker. Like, as as your generations go, you can't get darker, but you can get lighter. But, you know, it's hard to get people to get darker, you know. <laughs> so that tells me, like, the, the the people with that thick, 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 dark melanin, them, them, like, that's something ancient, you know. That's something ancient. Um, let's see. Talk about the image of black people, man. First, first we're gonna start off with like, whew, this is a hard one, man. Like, this has been one of my main studies for a while, you know, as far as media. And, um, you know, I've always had to focus on black media. Some of the first media that ever came out. As far as television, well, let, let, let's we're not even going to television yet. I'm going to speed through it. You know, I, well, I ain't going to speed through it, but, you know, I ain't going to keep you all here forever. But since like the the transatlantic slave trade and, you know, the Berlin Conference where the European countries divided the African continent into European powers, you know, um, they would they would use newspapers, you know, use newspapers and books. And they would throw this imagery out. It was propaganda. I, we, we talked about propaganda on the last episode. But it would be this imagery that they would use to control the people. Like, and 
anybody they didn't like, it would be like some goofy drawings. They would get like one of some of their best artists and all that. Videos. And, you know, we still see them in, 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 you know, little comic strips and all that. But they do the little goofy caricatures of the people they don't like. Then, you know, they do the drawings of them. They, you know, powerful and, you know, prestigious. And the thing is, it works. Like, it works as far as manipulating people into creating an image in their mind. And the thing about human beings and psychology, psychology is that if you give people pieces, <clears throat> excuse me, if you give people piece, pieces of an image, like our minds will complete that image. You know what I'm saying? Our imaginations will complete that image. So all they would do is get these bad images of people. And then it's like, okay, people creating all types of stories with them. This is what happened with the black image. You know, during this, like they, they will put like the pictures of black people as monkeys, monkey, like, like animalistic. They will make, they will make black people look more animal The Africans and the, you know, the natives in over here in the United States, they will make them look more, more animal than, you know, human. And they, and it, it was even, it was even in their books that, you know, that, you know, people of color were considered fauna. And if you don't know what fauna is, fauna is like the grazing wildlife in the bushes. Yeah, like like we were considered like the bushes and the deers, you know, like just part of the land, you know, not not really human, but just part of the land. So this is how they depicted us in all their imagery. And this this was every this was all this was mainly all the European countries. It became a popular thing, you know. This was the top, like this was the top media. The negative images of black people. This was the top media media all across the world. I mean, I'm talking about like this before Hitler days. I'm talking about man. I'm talking about you know World War One way before all that. You know what I'm saying? Like they would just have these fucked up images. They they even had like a they would it was all this literature out. Um, is this book called Ten Piccaninnies? You know, if you know, Piccanini is is a it's basically a uh, is a derogatory term, a, a coon character. Oh, <clears throat> if you don't know what the coons are, coons were were a line of characters throughout media, throughout history that they created to basically degrade black people. It, it was a degrading image of black people that they would use in their media this and, and to this day the coon character is the number one character in all media throughout all history there is no character bigger than than the coon character just just imagine like the avengers how big the avengers movies are now that's basically how like matter of fact it was bigger than that like because it was like every there was only certain amounts of media so anybody who had access to media was seeing it you know so it painted this picture of black people as just craziness. So these newspapers, they would, I mean, they would they would be worldwide, basically, um, and well, you know, European worldwide. And as America was becoming a country, you know, America was basically being taken over by Europeans who were using these techniques. So they brought these techniques with them and they will always draw these pictures of the natives. That's that's why, you know, I, I often argue with a lot of my, a lot of my other um, colleagues, a lot of my um, scholar colleagues about, you know, black people always being here in the United States because some of the first, like the first images of the natives here in in the United States, all are black as you can as you can get. They all are like like you would you would confuse it for pictures of the African shores and a lot of people do a lot of like if you google some of these pictures like people will have them labeled as African like these the Africans but it but it, it'll be a picture from the American shore um like in like in Christopher Columbus writings I talk about when he got here like these he just seen they they call them Indians and if you don't know like Indian is a term that comes from Africans. Like, 
like what, what we call Africans now, like because Africa was called the West Indies. Like the natives there were called the natives there were called Indians, you know, ancient days. So when when in Christopher Columbus days, so when Columbus came here, he like, man, there's Indians everywhere. He like, what happened? I think like we weren't puzzled. Like they thought they were lost because they they thought they went south. Well, they were lost. They definitely were lost. They definitely were off course. But he thought he was in the West Indies. But. So he called them Indians and all that, but he still claimed the land. And, you know, time went on. It was they were down closer to like Haiti and all that. Um, but it, it, there's other writings, other paintings that you you can look up that there were some pretty dark people here in the first images of America from first European images of America. Um, a lot a lot of the images, native images here were cracked off the walls and, you know, some of them, the. the painting all that and faded so you can't really tell um who they are you know you know the uh, the european scholars tend to make all of them look like you know what we what we consider the modern uh native americans the ones that kind of you know are more of a light breed you know and uh, that a lot of them they dismiss you know the darker natives because you know that that would have other other meanings, you know, because if we if we the natives here, then you know we got a more stances in in court, you know, and all that to you know as far as reparations and all that, you know. Uh yes, up, what's up, love, cuz. Um, these images, man, these images they did of us. Um, but I, I was saying that like it, it, it all it all ties in right now. With these images, um, let's, let's go past the newspaper and all that. Um, and we go to the menstrual shows. Uh, if you don't know the menstrual show, a menstrual show is basically, um, they would have these, it would be like enslaved, enslaved Africans and all this. They would have them come out and basically be a jester, you know what I'm saying? Be a comedian, you know, come out there and, you know, basically make fun of themselves, you know. Uh, and eventually, you know, well, around the same time, it was a little it was a bit of a mixture. Like they would they would make the slaves make fun of themselves and the Europeans themselves would put like pine tar on their face, like the um, black in their face. You get the big red lips, big white lips, and they would, you know, over exaggerate what they thought about, you know. Black people, but the Africans, you know, and and these characters, this this coon characters became like, like I said, this is the biggest characters ever. Like Avengers has not surpassed, you know, the coon character. Like the coon character was was like popular over in Europe and popular over here in America throughout, you know, written literature, um, throughout the newspapers, um. Once radio became a thing, it it, it was on there. Um, once television came, oh my goodness, it was over. Once television came, it was. It basically they built Hollywood off the back of black people, mainly black children. Um, like I said, the first um, Thomas Edison. We all we all know who Thomas Edison. They they throw throw him in our face all the time. Um, as the the greatest inventor in American history, but really he was a crook. Um, he had a school. He had a school where he had a lot of um, where you know they were basically he would basically take his students' inventions and claim them as his own. Like even the light bulb, he he didn't invent the light bulb. A black man invented the uh, filament to um, create. Create the light bulb, uh, Latimer. Um, ah man, I, I be I be going off the top of my dome so much that I be forgetting names. But yeah, it's Latimer. Um, re- research the the guy, the real guy who invented the light bulb, you know. Um, but you know, this Edison, he he created, he basically created the the patent, um, and the, the copyright, you know, um, and the patent, like, and what this what this allowed the, the Europeans to do. They could take 
like all these of these inventions from their their African servants and slaves, they could take them and then patent them under their own name. So now throughout history, you have all these inventions that were created by by enslaved Africans and these creative ass black people, man, that um they never get credit for because you know because of this patent thing. And to this day, a lot of them patents stand. And a lot of the big corporations and companies that are out here right now are rich and big because of those patents, you know, because of the stuff they stole from the black community. And it's a shame because like, like, honestly, the black community built this country and all the whole time while they were building this country. It was just these images being put out that were just so demeaning about about black people, like as as you know, we were being set free from slavery and all this. You know, they had to make sure that we couldn't get anywhere. Um, so it became this image of criminality, and there was literally no crime in these black neighborhoods. The only crime would be like when KKK or you know, uh the white people would come and take and bash and, and loot and all this. And, and speaking of the KKK, um, uh, there, there was a movie like the power of the KKK can be traced back to a film. That's why I'm telling you the, the, the power of the image. The image is so powerful. And like the image that we portray means so much. It means so much. But there was a movie by D.W. Griffin, Griffith, called Birth of a Nation. Not, not the new birth of a nation with uh Nate Parker. You know, uh, that you notice when he put that movie out, that the, all these rape the, all these old rape allegations popped out of nowhere and all that, because they knew that was a powerful movie, you know. That was some powerful stuff to uh put on there, but he named it after this movie, um, Birth of a Nation, D.W. Griffith. This movie was so fucking disgusting. Uh, but it kind of like stands as the biggest movie in history. Like to this day, like the numbers, they squash the numbers and they try to like say like, you know, the Avengers and Star Wars, all of the top movies. But that's because they got the box office numbers. No, like this birth of a nation, it had a presidential seal. Like, um, um, what was the, uh, I'm gonna get that quote from y'all, but the president basically said like, this is, uh, basically like this movie represents America. Um, you, you can watch this movie for free on YouTube, birth of a nation. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. You probably don't want to watch it, but you should just to know where we stand. And like that, this movie was the movie that empowered the Ku Klux Klan. Because before that, the Ku Klux Klan was just some like some local hillbillies that really ain't had no power. Like, like for real, some of them was getting their ass killed back in the day. <laughs> like, if we go back into some old rebel stories, you know what I'm saying? Um, but this movie became empowering. This movie, it was basically about um the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. That's what the movie. The the movie it was based on a book called The Klansman, and they 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 basically brought like all the money they did. It was the biggest budget movie ever. Like if you compare it to like dollar by dollar, you know inflation and and uh, how the economy rises. If you do a dollar by dollar, it still was like they put more money in that than they put in like the Avengers. I, I'm gonna keep bringing Avengers because you know the Avengers is like the most expensive movie ever. And it's like the most selling movie ever, top grossing movie, modern movie. But and this is comparison that this movie was bigger than Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ain't an Avengers fan, you still know about Avengers, the movie, because it's the biggest movie ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? All of them, like all three films, uh, all four films. You know, the last two was basically one film extended, but all four films, they basically in the top. 10 of all like the modern movies and star wars is right with them then you got like avatar and stuff like that but they don't really count this because you know the dollar worth was 
a lot less. So, you know, the the gross, the gross amount of money that it had, you know, it can be manipulated to not be the top movie. But and, you know, they don't want it to be the top movie in American history because it's the most racist movie ever. And it's the movie that helped uh, the Ku Klux Klan get their power. And in this movie, they got the blackface and everything. And they, they're basically like every black character in there is basically a criminal crook, a rapist, um, basically trying to destroy the democracy and all this. And then the hero comes out with the Ku Klux Klan hat and the, and the horse, right? you know what I'm saying, riding to save the white people in distress. You know, uh, I'm telling you, like, you probably don't want to watch it, but you... You probably need to watch it because it's American history. This is the biggest movie in American history, given a, a presidential approval by the president of the United States. And the thing is, it's also I, I, I went to film school. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why I made Cinema Central and all that. Like, because I went to film school. I went to Cleveland State University, their film program. And to this day, they still teach the birth of the nation as one of the greatest films ever because it was also the film that like introduced certain cuts and certain camera views and certain camera moves into film because it had the biggest budget ever. This was the big, like other people didn't have the ability to do the stuff that this movie did. You know what I'm saying? At this time. But mainly every movie after that, even movies to this day, study that film. I studied the film. I had to study the film and from, from film school. I had to write reports on it. You know, I, I had an amazing uh, professor that, you know what I'm saying, he always made sure that, you know, the truth was in there. Like, he, he, he like, man, I hate to show y'all this film, but like, it's history. And he like, especially for the black students, I hate to show this film, but like, you know, we need to like, we don't need to hide from history. You know what I'm saying? We need to face history straight on. And a lot of people hide from history. That's why a lot of people argue with me in, on social media and all that, because they don't know their history. I know my history. <clears throat> and it, it is sick. I, I watched that movie, man. I actually watched it multiple times to uh to write this shit. And it's traumatizing because a lot of people might look at it and laugh like, ah, oh, this is funny. <laughs> but it's not funny because you, you'll see lynching in there. You see the police beating motherfuckers like it's the blueprint of how they treat us right now. This movie is the blueprint of how they fucking treat us right now. You know what I'm saying? And so if you want to know the blueprint of how they treat black people right now, look up the movie Birth of a Nation. By D.W. Griffith. You can look at it on YouTube right now. Move on. <laughs> um, man. From 1840 to 1890, minstrel shows were the most popular form of entertainment in America. America's first TV star was Milton Burrow. I know a lot of the older cast remember Milton Burrow. I remember Milton Burrow. Milton Burrow, he was a star until like he was old, like he was like a hundred years old, still, still in movies and stuff. And this is America's first TV star, Milton Burrow. He used blackface in a lot of his routines. So this lets you know the first TV star in America used blackface. I, I just I just want you to notice so so we connect everything. We so we always connecting everything. The first the first TV star in America had blackface. The biggest character in American history is the coon character who demeans black people. Uh, Y'all following me? <clears throat> According to the old time radio catalog, there were black blackface performances in America since 1769 when Lewis Hallam Jr. portrayed a drunken black man in the play The Padlock. By the early 1800s, the blackface clown was the most popular character. In 1822, the American minstrel show be began to set as a movement that would become the most popular form of American entertainment. We're going to rush through some of this. And, you know, Charles, en Englishman Charles Matthews became the most popular, one of the most popular stars. 
Matthews created the popular one-man show that degraded the speech and actions of African Americans. And this would lead to, well, actually, this actually before, in, in 1828, Thomas Rice created the character Jim Crow. I know everybody heard of Jim Crow. <clears throat> Let me, uh, well, I got to get some of my water. Y'all, I'm going off. You know, I just woke up and I'm going off. And I want to teach y'all a little bit about Jim Crow. The, the, the Jim Crow character was based off a disabled man from Kentucky. <clears throat> so he basically, it was, it was a man who had a, who had a limp. You know what I'm saying? He he had a messed up limp and he he was a little bit slow. So he had a little bit of a slurred speech. So this guy made a whole character off this guy. And this character like stuck around, became the most popular character at that time. You know, at all times, like that black character was always the most popular character. You know what I'm saying? Until a certain time in Hollywood where they kind of blocked black characters off. Um. But, you know, that was only for a little bit of time. Black characters have always been the most popular characters in Hollywood history. At all times. You know, they've never been paid like it. But they were. All right. And, um, many minstrel performers claimed that their productions were authentic accounts of black Southern life and their characters were based on real people. You know, uh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <clears throat> But they say they they basically were saying this Jim Crow stuff. These characters were authentic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what's up? What's up? You know what I'm saying? All this old like they they were saying like black people really talk like that for real. And if, if you if you compare that to like like how a lot of white people portray black people now as like these criminals and all that. You know what I'm saying? They they swear all black people criminals and all this. It's like they always, oh man, I, I remember back in the day, man. I, uh, like, no, matter of fact, matter of fact, let, let me let me uh let me bring it back. I, have you ever had a conversation with a white person about racism, and then they tell you about some reverse racism shit, and they tell you about um some some guy Tyrone back in junior high and shit that bullied him or something, and it's like okay, school bullying, yeah, okay, everybody had a little bit of school bullying, but. You know, it, it basically becomes a downplay of the racism or downplay of their actions. And it's basically what they would do, you know, um, like, no, these how black people is for real. Like they lazy. They don't know how to talk like and, and, and think about it like these were Africans. These were Africans like having to learn the language on the fly. It was basically like learn the language or die. You know what I'm saying? If, if you didn't like and sometimes you, you didn't even learn the language, but they just beat you. And you see what the other person is doing, so you just follow it up. But they was making fun of this stuff that they were doing to um, black people. The Jim Crow character became so popular that the name became a synonym for a black man. So they were literally calling us. It was uh, Jim Crow. Like, <clears throat> this was a nickname for black people, Jim Crow. And, oh, man. Jim Crow was the name of the ra- it was also the name of, a, of the racial caste system in the South. You know, it, they had a kind of an unwritten set of laws that they had for black people. You know, like stuff like whistling at a white girl, um, looking at a white person, you know, uh, drinking from the same fountain, sitting in the same seat. You couldn't walk past a white person. You know, you had to like stop, wait for them to go past. Stuff like this. And, and if you broke these laws, you can wind up getting hung. You know what I'm saying? Hung, life in prison. Uh, just beat to where, you know, you crippled and then they make a character after you. You know what I'm saying? Call it Jim Crow. Like, this is what they were, this is what they were doing to our people. Man. Jim Crow. And, and a, lot, a lot of people, like, think that it was just in the South. Jim Crow was not in the south, just not in the south. It was it was up here. It was in Ohio. It was in the north, New York, all that. You know what I'm saying? It was just a different form of it. And it was really at, at, at points there was like no safe safe havens. You know, you had a, a few that were safe havens for a while. You know, 
but eventually they would get burned down and or you know they would be uh like like I told you on the last on one of the last uh streams about how Colin Powell said he wanted to contain the Middle East, contains uh Iraq at first. That's that's what they were doing to black communities. They were containing black communities. You know, they were basically making sure no supplies or no resources could get in or out. So, you know, it, it basically would choke the black community into poverty. And, you know, once poverty came, that's when crime came. Um, and, it's, and then it's, it's all from this image, man. Um, every aspect of American life from academia, religion and healthcare, were shaped by these oppressive laws, these Jim Crow laws. These laws legalize violence and lies to keep black people at the bottom of the social hierarchy. The coon character is an anti-black caricature named after a raccoon. Yes. The character was a lazy fool and a loyal servant. The coon was portrayed as a lazy, easily frightened, chronically idle and inarticulate buffoon. <laughs> I, I, I mess up the inarticulate <laughs> um, buffoon. but. Basically, like this was um if you ever seen the little rascals, uh Buckwheat. Like he, he was basically like a he was he was a miniature coon. He was a little little kid coon character. It was always the buckeyes, you know what I'm saying? Always like anything that happened, scared, always extra teeth in the smile, you know what I'm saying? Just uh yes, sir, just um <clears throat> Just all, all them characteristics about it, you know what I'm saying? It was a, this was a specifically built character. I mean, he, I mean, these Europeans were weren't no joke about this. They were hired psychologists to, you know what I'm saying, shape these characters as far as um, getting audience to, you know what I'm saying, buy into them. Like they, they weren't playing, man. Um. Right, and, and then they like look. They they uh, what was it? The Piccanini. The Piccanini was more like the little kid. That that's that that's that's the real name for like the kid coon character. The Piccanini, and the Piccanini. They man, they was oh my god, man. Some of the images that I had to research, like because it, it was a common thing, and this was like in many of the households across America. It was it would be these pictures of like. Black babies being fed to alligators, you know what I'm saying? They would call them gator food and all this stuff. Like, and this was like a common thing. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all know about Norman Rockwell. Like, how back out in the uh, in the '90s, mo a lot of households had this had at least one piece of art or something from Norman Rockwell in it. Uh, and right now, it would, be, it would be more like how people with the uh, with the with the rolling trays, got the Rick and Morty, like popular, just a popular stuff that people just got all around their house or like logos, like, like the Browns or some stuff, you know what I'm saying? It, it, like, like the sports teams and all that is, it was basically just a logo that people had in their house of people feeding black babies to gators. Sick shit. Like shit that, you know what I'm saying? If, if you don't research it, you will think this stuff never happened and you don't, if you don't know your enemy, if you don't know where you at, you're never going to be able to, you know what I'm saying, navigate correctly through this, through what's happening in politics and all of this. Um, We're we talking about the black image throughout history. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to speed through. I, believe me, I'm speeding through it. Like, I, 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 I'll keep you all updated when I release my, uh, when, my, when I release my book. Y'all can dig in there and it's going to be some shit that you like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> right. but the Piccanini the Piccanini was the dominant racial caricature of black children for most of this country's history you know um, the Little Rascals bro we had a Little Rascals movie when I was younger you know what I'm saying <clears throat> let's go the character was a dirty dim-witted child who was often bait for alligators the Piccanini was a child version of the famous coon based on the character in Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Uncle Tom's Cabin is the second best-selling book in history, only second to the Bible. Yes, 
So this this coon character comes from second most selling book in history next to the Bible, bro. <laughs> like this ain't just insignificant stuff. This is very significant. The, the Piccaninny became a pipe icon during the 1850s and remained the mainstay of entertainment well into the 20th century. Imagine Michael Jackson's status, but a, just a negative character. You know what I'm saying? Past Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson never got to the Piccaninny status. You know what I'm saying? And, pa- and Michael Jackson was the greatest in our, you know what I'm saying, a lot of our lifetimes. But Michael Jackson was nowhere near the Piccaninny status. You know what I'm saying? The Piccaninny pretty much created Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, children, coon characters. Sambo was another vastly used stereotype and was based on a character from a book by Helen Bannerman called Little Black Sambo. Bannerman's book featured one of the most famous versions of the Piccaninny. The illustrations associated with this book were copied and adapted, which helped lead to a new genre of art that depicted Blacks in a negative view. So they were creating whole new genres off of depictions of us. They still sell this book, Little Black Sambo. It's um, they changed the name of it. When when I was a kid, they would they would make they would like have us reading this book, Little Black Sambo. It got a different name now though. I forget what name it's called now. Um, and it, it, it Little Sambo. It was the little the little boy with the um. I think he had to grab the tiger's tail or something to get out of. He was it was him against a tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's crazy. I actually think that one Indian uh movie is 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 based off of this. The movie with him in the boat, the one dude in the boat with the tiger. I think this was like a different depiction of that shit. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, little black Sambo. Even though, even though Sambo was a more heroic Piccaninny character, the stereotypes portrayed were enhanced by the copycats. These new versions have more degrading imagery of the other black children and it was often a story set in the old south in the depths or in the depths of darkest africa and during the development of the film industry in europe and america black people were considered a sideshow for entertainment the negro sideshow became the most popular form of entertainment in both countries in the early 1900s european countries would raid villages and towns in africa sometimes slaughtering the majority of the community the few that survived these raids were usually sold into slavery and used for entertainment. This brings us to Oda Banga. Oda Banga was an African pygmy who was put into a zoo in the, uh, which zoo was it? Um, it was one of the New York zoos, uh, I believe. No, it was us. Uh, he was put in the World Fair in the St. Louis and in, 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 to a zoo. He was basically a zoo display. This was a black man putting a zoo display. And man, this happens in America. In the United States in 1904, Bingo was used as an exhibit at the World State Fair in St. Louis. By 1906, after spending time as a display, this is a human being who spent time as a display in the Museum of Natural History. The same Museum of Natural History that is our top museum right now that gets Millions and billions of dollars in, in funding from the government. Uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't even plugged up. We was about we was about to die on our uh, battery because I'm just going off. But Oda Binga, man, research Oda Binga, man. Don't just listen to me, man. Like, I'm not. Bullshitting you. Oda Binga was on a display in the Museum of Natural History. Um, Binga was part of the regular exhibit at the Bronx Zoo in New York also. Binga was often caged with several, several different animals, mostly apes. Media outlets such as the Evening Post and the New York Times published stories stating that Binga was enjoying himself and that any thoughts of degradation was imagined. The Evening Post added to the stereotype of Africans as beasts of the wild by publishing that he could hold conversations with animals. Binga's captives eventually made him cap his culturally sharpened teeth and take on a Christian name, Otto Bingo. 
Benga killed himself in 1916. They did this man so dirty and they, they were like telling the world that he was enjoying himself and he eventually killed himself, you know, because they, they wouldn't let him go. They, they held him captive. They held him captive as a zoo animal and he, he, he chose death rather than be a zoo animal. I, most of it was do, would do the same thing. But this was the image that this was the image they were putting out. This is 1916, bro. <clears throat> 1916, bro. That's 100 years ago. That's not that many generations ago. Okay. Let's keep it moving. I ain't gonna go through all of this, man, because it's a lot, man. Let's uh let's let's scoot up the film. While minstrel shows were a hit in most popular venues, a new technology was being formed that would help spread the negative imagery image of the Negro even further. Film. <clears throat> in the early stages of film, blacks were either ignored completely or shown in an appalling way. Early silent movies such as The Wooing and Wedding of a Coon in 1904. The Slave in 1905, the Sambo series in 1909 to 1911. They made a whole bunch of those. And the nigger in 1915 offered the existing stereotypes through an exciting new medium. One of these early characters, the coon, was a key part to the growth of film and television. Thomas Al in 1904, Thomas Alva proved to be a pioneer in the exploitation and exploration of this type. When he presented 10 Piccaninis, this is the one I was telling y'all about early, early. In 1904, a forerunner of the Hal Roach, our gang series, you know what I'm saying? You know, our gang, that's Little Rascals, showed a group of black children being referred to in derogatory terms. And it's basically, they just dancing and they just basically call them niggas and Piccaninis and all this. And this was the precursor to the Little Rascals. You know how they do pilots for shows? That was the pilot for the Little Rascals, which was which was called Our Gang. The pilot was them making fun of black children. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. Um, in the 1920s, Hal Roach would, cre would create Our Gang from 1922 to 1944, which included several famous Piccaninis. The Coon characters. Arena and Buckwheat were prime examples of the humiliating status blacks had in some ways and still have today in American media. And if you don't know what Farina and Buckwheat is, them are grains. That's they, they named them after grains. Farina is a, is a grain and Buckwheat is a grain. Like I said, they called us fauna. They, they considered us part of the land. You know that we weren't human. Farina, played by Alan Clayton Hoskins, held all the classical characteristics given to a black characters at the time and added gender vagueness. Now, um, gender, gender vagueness, that's one of the, the topics that kind of get mushed nowadays because we got we got the battle for equality with the um, LGBTQ um, community. And sometimes we don't address like some of the bad things they did to us because. I, I believe it offends some people in our community, um, in, in the LBGQ community. But I still, I still think we have to address this, like, because you know, the gender vagueness was a thing to where, you know, they they use gender vagueness to take away the humanity in black people. You know, uh, like they will put little kids and, and sometimes adults. They will try to make them to where you couldn't tell them whether whether they were a man or a woman because you know that would give some form of humanity to them. Like, like, no, that's just a freaking plant. Like that's, that's, that's just part of the plant life, you know, plant, like they don't, they don't have a real gender that they're not human. You know what I'm saying? That's not a man or a woman. That's just a, you know, a, a, a between them, you know what I'm saying? And I know, you know, I, I want to have some discussions about like some, some, the homosexual, uh, gender, uh, coon characters. There are some homosexual coon characters, and I believe some of the coon characters 
have leaked into our society. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I I think we need like some we need black scholars to dig in on that, and we need like some black homosexual scholars to dig in on that. And you know, I've dug in on it, but you know, sometimes like like in, in the days nowadays, you got to kind of ease through certain shit with the you know with with certain communities because. I don't know if they're ready to have certain conversations, but um, but they were also, you know, there was this European thing that they had with children that, you know, it, it like it was common practice to do some nasty shit with children in a lot of European cultures. You know what I'm saying? And it showed in a lot of the media, like they would they would actually sexualize a lot of these children and. Let's keep it moving, man. <laughs> We're going to do a whole show about the gender vagueness, you know, uh, and, and I ain't even going to go through all this because we we had like 47 minutes and we definitely ain't going to go over the hour. But and we're going to make this a two part series because um, I actually got to actually got to leave in a bit. I, I see about I got to see about, you know, my shoulder and if I'm going to have to do this crazy surgery or anything. So. Y'all out, y'all also keep some spend some good vibes on that, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't know how this is gonna be. Like if I be in surgery, am I gonna be in bed, laid back, toe up, or am I gonna be able to still jug around, you know? But either way, I'm gonna find a way to still stay connected on here. Um I'm I'm gonna end this with uh with scopophilia. Um we're just gonna talk about scopophilia and we're gonna end this. Uh Scopophilia. Laura Mulvey talks about scopophilia and how it plays a role in the viewing of film. I told you, we're going to dig deep. Scopophilia is the derision of erotic pleasure through looking. This means like, you know, like porno, like, you know what I'm saying? How people look at pornos and you get pleasure from it. But pornos are only one form of that. Porno is the extreme pleasure. Porno gonna give you the extreme. You know exactly what pleasure it is. Other forms of viewing, sometimes you don't exactly know what pleasure you're getting at the time, but it's just feeding you. Like, like sort of how violence and like people like seeing people get killed on on film. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we don't like seeing real people get killed on video. Like. Like a lot of people like get sick from seeing real people get killed on video, but they'll see the same scene reenacted on film. And there's a pleasure in it. Like, oh, like, like, like I can be a part of this without being real guilty. Like I really didn't be a part of it, but I did. I was a part of it, but I didn't have to kill nobody. Like I killed somebody without having to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? I, I watched the porno. I had to fuck. I, 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 had, I had sex with somebody, but I didn't have to get the STD or I didn't. You know, I really didn't cheat on my spouse. You know, I just, you know, wank one off or something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but not even the wanking part, but just, just the visual part of it. Um, Mulvey argues that the determinate, determining male gaze projects its fantasy onto the female figure, which is stylized accordingly. You know, that, that basically means like how Hollywood portrays women. And, you know, the women have always been sexual characters, you know. Uh, and with, with black women, it was a whole different story. With black women, like, it, uh, they, we had, like, the sexual characters, but they, they were separated. With black women, it was more like the, the light-skinned women, you know, or the mixed women, you know, uh, the, the mulatto women, you know, uh, that they would use. They would use them to sexualize. We we still do it today. Um, it's it's still in culture right now. Um, I don't even want to pit like um oh fuck it. We talking, we talking. Can I talk with y'all? Can we talk? People are, are doing the uh the Rihanna and the Lizzo comparison. We can talk about that. I will argue both images come from classic coon characters, you know what I'm saying? And it's not on them. It's not on them. It's not on them at all. It's, it's not on them at all. Like, like they didn't grow up like, okay, I'm going to be this coon character. You know what I'm saying? Like, what it is, is like popular media, they they find people that 
fit certain certain characteristics of these characters that we've been that we where we talk about. Well, we didn't we didn't even talk about the mammy character and what we talking about it now about the, about the, the, how they how they characterize the females. Like like first you had the mammy character. A lot of us know the mammy character on uh, Aunt Jemima, uh, Miss Butterworth. Uh, if you go to to Gone with the Wind, uh, the, the the lady on there, uh, I feel so bad. She was like the first woman of the win like an Oscar was like but it's like they will reward us for playing these messed up characters you know and the mammy character would usually be like a heavy set they would use like a heavy set black woman and it would be certain characteristics that she would she would carry she would kind of be a mean she would kind of be a little bit mean a little bit more feisty than the other characters she would really be mean against black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she would always be beefing with black men, uh, cussing them out and all this. And she would always uplift white men. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry to say, like, it, that's a lot of, like, Lizzo's interviews and, like, stuff. Like, she's always uplifting white men. And, like, I was just, it just, a lot of that stuff, a lot of her characters, like, it, it fits those characteristics. And I like I'm not saying like she's doing that on purpose to fit that characteristics, but they found a big girl that likes white men and was beefing with a lot of local uh black celebrity, well, a lot of black celebrities and a lot of black philosophers and all that. And I'm sorry, but it fits that. And that's why like white media, they'll fund that and they'll push, they'll push them through without any, without the backlash that they're giving. A person like a, a Lupe Fiasco who's trying to uplift the community, you know what I'm saying, in so many ways, or um, or or uh, why did I go? Why did I go to Lupe? Uh, I don't went to a whole man, shit. <laughs> like, but that's the thing they don't up they don't uplift the sisters, man. They don't uplift the like the sisters Oshun, like the two sisters Oshun. They they wouldn't get uplifted like um a Lizzo because they don't fit any other popular coon pop culture characters you know they they look they they they, they represent our african culture our, our our local culture you know what i'm saying but uh and with rihanna some would say she fits the uh what is it uh it's like the jet the like the jezebel character um coon care like the um the the set the, the over sexualized light-skinned girl you know what I'm saying? Light skins black girl. And she will she will fit into that character. You know what I'm saying? But that's not who she is. But you have to understand that the powers that be, they only gonna promote certain certain shit that fits certain characters. And she fits one of those characters, which is the the light skinned sort of Jezebel. Like, you know what I'm saying? The same stuff they would do it with with old school. Um, um, Y'all gotta forgive me, man. My, my, I'm like forgetting names and everything, man. Like, but like Eartha Kit, all that. They they would use Earth, they would try to use Eartha Kit and all them like that. They would use them like that. Over sexualizing everything they do. Like, no, like anything you do, I gotta see some titties. I gotta see some ass. You know what I'm saying? Dorothy Dandridge, you know what I'm saying? Like all them, like, like, no, even though you so, even though these women were so. You know what I'm saying? High esteem, so intelligent, so raw with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order for them to get on popular networks, you had to show some titties. You had to show some ass. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why we look at the stuff like Meek Mills, like Meek Mills uh, cover on his bus and stuff like that. And it's like, man, like, like we took the image now and like this over-sexualized ass image and we we running with it. And it, it's 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 a it's a two-edged sword with it though. Cause you know, our culture, we we have a cultural aspect of us that we really don't give a fuck about that shit because because we our original culture, we didn't over-sexualize titties and asses and, and dicks hanging out. We didn't over-sexualize. That was his fucking nature. Like you see a fucking animal dick dick hanging out. You know what I'm saying? When it came time for sex, it was a whole different thing. But, you know, we all know our how people used to walk around naked and shit. And 
you know, how popular new beaches are. You know, people just want to let their nuts hang out. Like there's a there's a certain part of our culture that wants to be free like that. You know what I'm saying? So we have to keep that in consideration. Like as far as with our media and how we portray ourselves, like like we we want to be free to where you know we not sexualizing a woman having her titties out. You know what I'm saying? Or a dude having a dick out until it's that time. You know, shit. When is that time to rock out? Shit. I'm rocking out with the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to be real, you know. But there's also the other side of it where, you know, Europeans have over-sexualized us and they've used it in this media capacity to degrade us until just that. You know, to where I love how Rihanna used it for herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we know she's Caribbean, Caribbean culture shit. Titties gonna be out. Ass is gonna be out in Caribbean culture. Yes, that's the that's just what it, it is. What it is, it's gonna be some twerking. It's gonna be some ass shaking, and it's not no over sexualized shit. The motherfuckers just down partying shit going down the street. That's most of our culture. Like the twerking and all that shit. That shit ain't fucking just all sexual. That's just a, a, a artistic expression from our people that we've had from ancient days. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, I feel like they used it. They used her. They used her, you know what I'm saying, for that to like, you know, for the sexual shit. But her being the raw motherfucker she is, she used that shit to motherfucking get rich. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? To become one of the richest, you know what I'm saying? And I feel at this point, she can do what she want to do, you know. But Ah, there's still another double-edged sword to that. Was it was it a, was it selling out? Like me personally, I don't, I don't think it is. But like, it's a thin line. It's a very thin line between selling out, like you know what I'm saying, using that for you know European culture, which is main main culture. You know what I'm saying, like as far as the people who own the media. You know what I'm saying, the main networks and all that. That's definitely like. That's not our culture, you know what I'm saying? Our culture is probably more in social media, but even now, they're shutting down our culture in social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, social media is basically controlling the image of us, you know, what we're portrayed as. And there's not enough people fighting back on that. That's why I say, man, savagecastle.org. Follow me on savagecastle.org, man. Get my website, bookmark it. You know, y'all can follow me on social media, but I think we nearing, we kind of nearing the end of that era because people starting to realize that social media taking away our freedoms. It's really not because we still got our freedoms if we just take it away and and go, you know what I'm saying, just go out in the world and do what we got to do. But Right now, social media has become a way of life, and they know that, and that's why they got to a point where, you know, it's pretty much been sold to the government, and now they're controlling what you see, what you hear. They're controlling who's allowed to put things out on there. You you know, you can't even say certain stuff. You can't even say certain stuff about the pandemic and the jab, cocoa, all that. Like, people literally got to use code words to get information out now. And that's it's horrible, man. They controlling the image. And right now, the image is that, you know, like black men don't even exist. Like masculine ass, you know, black men don't exist in media. You know, where they do, they getting canceled or they trying to cancel. Them. Um, I don't I don't have nothing against like, you know black gay men, but I think they're overrepresented, overrepresented in media to the point where, you know, any other type of black man is not represented, you know? And I think, you know, black gay men should be represented, you know? Like, I think the real world should be represented, but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an agenda because, you know, like my 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 wife loves to watch watch the uh, shows on ABC, NBC, and all that. And one thing I've noticed, like sitting there while I'm writing and all that, looking at all of these shows, there are 
there are no masculine black characters. You know what I'm saying? No, no masculine black characters. Like every character is a, is a gay black character. Like, you know, and it's like they do this, they do this diversity wheel to where there's usually like a black woman. I mean, I mean, they're usually like a white woman and she usually probably heavy set and probably, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she's probably gay. Um, then you have like a Chinese guy or woman. They're probably usually gay. Um, then you usually probably have like a straight white woman, um, probably a straight white man or, or gay white man. Like I'm telling you, like it's almost like like the Cap- Captain Planet Planeteers on like every show. But when it comes like to the black man, it's always a gay black man. Like if it's a straight black man or a masculine black man, they're always the enemy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's right. But it's I, I think that's like that's where I say where we we need like we need scholars within the LBGQ community. Like I I, I don't even mean to offend like because I, I really I, I know it's a, it's a different term for it now. Like it's like LBGQT. Like I ain't even making fun. Like I but I like you know I talk fast and I like I'll slur with it, but. Y'all know who I'm talking about, but I think we need scholars within that community to study media to that point where, you know, they're being used as coon characters. Like, like I, I would say, I hope I'm not out of hand, but I know I'm not out of hand because I know I see it myself. Like, they're being used as like the new coon character and the the masculine black man is also, he's, he's being used as the classic villain. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's usually a it's usually a clash between them between like the the straight man and the and the and the gay black man. You know what I'm saying? Where where that's not always that's not always reality. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of communities um working with each other, but it's like the black community is being exited out of mainstream media. You know what I'm saying? Like the black community don't even exist. Unless it's this certain portion, you know what I'm saying? And I, we can go back to like slavery, like to where I get my opinion. As a matter of fact, we're going to make that the next show. I don't bag out of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would love to have like somebody from the L- LGBTQ community on there. Like, please reach out to me if you want to be on the show as a guest. And uh, let's just kind of discuss that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are, like, is, are, are gay people being used as the new coon character in all of our new shows or the, the, the media right now? You know what I'm saying? Is that like the main, is that the main coon character right now? The, uh, the e- extra extravagant, you know what I'm saying? Gay guy, you know what I'm saying? Or well, actually like I've been taking notes. I, I see. Now we're we going to discuss it, but I, I'm going to just give a short breakdown. Right now, I, on, on most of the shows, I see the mean, I see the mean gay guy, and I see the extra extravagant gay guy that's just super extra extravagant. It's like it's not even realistic. Like they just just so much out there. And I and I know some, and I know some uh gay guys that are like you know flamboyant, but they be taking flamboyance to the whole another extreme on these TV shows. And to me, it just reminds me of the coon characters with like the black characters, the the gangsters back in the nineties and shit. You know what I'm saying? The extra gangster characters in the nineties and in the seventies, uh, the the black exploitation films, the pips and all that, where it was just extra. Like, and if you look at all of them and you just catch it up, it's just certain things to look at and catch. Man, we we got to talk about that. But with that, you know, I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving with that, man, because we've been on here just discussing, but. Y'all know this is my field right here, um, you know, from history and all that. So that's why we kind of digging in. I could only, we only like literally when I was going through my notes, we literally only went like the, through the first three pages of my book. That's all the stuff in the first three pages of the book. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, like when when I release it, like I'm adding a lot of stuff to it. But when I release it, y'all better get a copy, man. I'm telling you. That book probably gonna get me in trouble, but that's why I wanted to use discussion so I can add more to it because that's really what I didn't. I touched it on a little bit in there, but I didn't really touch the uh, 
like the the gay community because that's a rea- reality that we have a big portion in in our community that are that are in, the, in that are in that lifestyle but like it's like the L- I always say the LBGQ is like the the white community for real and they tend to do the black community dirty a lot you know what I'm saying especially those within the within that lifestyle within our community that's why I wanted to build we need to build our within our own with our own if we need to get off all that bullshit hating each other because of some old religious shit from thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, and we need to like have these real discussions. Oh, we will never have those discussions. We never gonna move forward on that shit, you know. So we need to discuss this coon character. Uh, like, it is is this new super extravagant gay character on TV now that all of them are the same character? That that's the thing that that triggered me to start looking at them characters. Like, damn. All these characters are the same exact character. That doesn't seem right. Like, where are the writers? You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of gay people and none of them are the same. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, none of them are like the TV gays. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, none of them are just exactly the same with the exact same movements, exact same phrases. Like, no. And some of them not even... You won't even know they're gay until they tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just some of them, you know, some of them dress up. You know what I'm saying? They do what they do, but it's like it's so much, it's so much variety in them. Just like with black characters, like you only had gangster. Just like with regular black characters, you only had the gangster or the beaten father, some shit like that. <laughs> like, and, and like, damn, it's so many other characters to explore. Why do they have to always be these? Like, like, oh, oh, the the oversexualized gay guy too. That was that was the third one that I've been peeping. Let's do a study on it. Like, I like, let's do a study. Like, we all know the oversexualized gay character on the um on the TV shows that always make the the um the the uh bachelor guy on there a little uncomfortable. We all seen that scene in every damn show on damn TV right now. Like, oh, we're talking to, to the girl. Ooh, who's that? Who's that hot piece of meat? All that, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like let's explore these characters, man. Like, it might not be the next one, because I, I think I want to reach out to somebody, have a guess with that. So we talking about that, and I'm putting it in the book. So let's go. With that, I gotta say, what up, what up, what up? I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. We might be on here a little later. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta go to the doctor in a little bit. Y'all see me in the uh Sling, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go get my shoulder checked on. I got I got some stuff tore all up tore up in here and we about to see what's the next step. And hopefully I'll be able to sit up and stand the same way. If not, y'all, I'm gonna be laid back on the bed, still talking to y'all and chopping it up with the guests. So I, I love y'all, man. Peace. Peace to all people, man. I, I am black first, you know what I'm saying? But like 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 the like the Panthers of the old days, you know. I say power to black people, power to brown people, power to white people, power to, you know, yellow, pink, orange, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Power to all people within a right, man. And power to all people don't mean you got to step on somebody else to get that power. With that, spread love, y'all. Spread love.